This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, December 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Landslide USMCA vote fuels debate over future policy. Industry briefed on China deal. And EPA tries to ease biofuel worries. Extraordinary bipartisan USMCA heads to Senate. Congress has shut down for the Christmas break after a stunning and historic week that saw President Trump impeached, $1.4 trillion in new spending authorized, and a stunningly lopsided House vote for a trade agreement. The House's 385 to 41 vote on the USMCA implementing bill is fueling a debate over whether the pact has set a new paradigm for writing trade agreements that can get far more bipartisan support than they had been in the past. Ohio GOP Senator Rob Portman, who serves as U.S. Trade Representative during the George W. Bush administration, called the House margin extraordinary. Now take note, some 193 Democrats voted for USMCA, along with 192 Republicans. By comparison, in 1993, when the House approved the original NAFTA 234 to 200, some 159 Democrats voted against it. NAFTA passed then only because of lopsided GOP support. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said before the vote that USMCA created a, quote, new template for trade negotiations. But veteran Democrat Rosa DeLario of Connecticut differs. DeLauro opposed NAFTA but voted for USMCA, citing the improved labor standards and enforcement measures that Democrats were able to negotiate with the White House. She still doesn't think the pact went far enough, noting that it didn't include provisions to address climate change. USMCA is not a model moving forward, but it establishes important principles we can build from, she said in a letter to colleagues ahead of the vote. What's next? Well, Representative Kevin Brady, the top Republican of the House Ways and Means Committee, tells AgriPulse he's super confident the Senate will move quickly in January on USMCA. They're ready to roll, the Texas lawmaker said. Biotech reform key in China ag trade deal. China's pledge to reform its slow and arduous process for approving biotech crop traits and other non-tariff barriers are key in the new trade pact that's tentatively scheduled to be signed by both countries in January. That according to industry and government sources who've been briefed on the deal. Very few details about the trade pact that was announced last week have been released, though, and many are skeptical China will follow through with so many significant changes to their policies. If they actually execute all these commitments, it will be amazing, said one of the several sources interviewed by AgriPulse after they took part in a government briefing this week on the trade deal. The Chinese are known for not doing what they say they're going to do. Well, you can read more about the trade deal and what industry officials have learned at agripulse.com. House Ag member bolts to GOP. It's finally official. House Agriculture Committee member Jeff Van Drew is leaving the Democratic Party and joining the GOP. I believe that this is just a better fit for me, he said, at a White House appearance with President Trump. This is who I am. Van Drew told Trump, he has his undying support. Election year challenge ahead for Trump's EPA. Midwestern lawmakers from both parties have wasted no time slamming the EPA over its final renewable fuel standard rule, 
which could very well be a headache for President Trump deep into the 2020 campaign. But EPA is promising to take a step that could somewhat soften the impact of future small refinery exemptions from the RFS. Under the rule released Wednesday, EPA will reallocate previously exempted volumes based on the amounts that the Energy Department recommended for waivers, not the much higher volumes that EPA actually exempted. Going forward, EPA says it will keep the small refinery exemptions closer to the DOE recommendations. EPA also was promising to release the exemptions earlier in the year. This year, they didn't come out until August. So watch out. Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa says she'll be watching the EPA exemptions closely to ensure that the agency still mandates the full 15 billion gallons required by the rule. If the agency fails to do so, she says she'll call for the resignation of EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler. Now keep in mind, analysts at Clearview Partners say the White House is likely less worried about the political impact of the RFS rule because of the U.S.-China trade deal. But if China doesn't deliver on its commitments to the U.S. ag sector, then the administration may rethink its approach to the RFS next year, according to the analysis. Monty Shaw, the executive director of the Iowa Renewable Fuels Association, says every farmer he knows is deeply disappointed, frustrated, and quite frankly, angry. I don't think the White House truly understands the depth of discontent in the farm country. Job done. Shutdown adverted. There won't be a repeat of the long government shutdown that started a year ago. With one day to spare, the Senate yesterday easily cleared a pair of massive spending bills to fund the government for the rest of the fiscal 2020. The bills include $1.5 billion in additional ag disaster aid, $555 million for rural broadband, and a major increase in ag inspectors at ports and airports. Also included an extension to 2022 of the dollar-a-gallon biodiesel tax credit that has been expired now for two years. Congress acts to improve broadband maps. The Senate also has given final congressional approval to a bill that would change the way the Federal Communications Commission collects and disseminates broadband availability data for coverage maps, an effort already underway at FCC. The Broadband Deployment Accuracy and Technology Act would also establish a process to verify accuracy of collected data. The House passed the bill earlier in the week. In August, the FCC voted to create a new digital opportunity data collection plan based on geospatial broadband coverage maps provided by fixed Internet service providers. Here's today's He Said It. Thanks to President Trump's leadership and the work of Republicans and Democrats in Congress, the USMCA represents the gold standard of the U.S. trade policy and will be the template for U.S. trade agreements going forward. That U.S. trade representative, Robert Lighthizer. Well, don't forget, this is the last edition of Daybreak for 2019. We'll resume publishing in January 6th. That is Daybreak for this Friday, December 20th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.